Welcome to Win with Richardson and Richardson. What's important now? Success in business most often comes down to hard work, not by silver bullets and quick fixes. It's knowing where to focus that hard work that's key to winning. Join sales prospecting expert and three-time seven-figure business founder, Carrie Richardson, and managing partner of R&R Consulting and former owner of Doberman Technologies, Ian Richardson, for radical honesty regarding strategic planning, accountability, and execution that will get you the systematic results you're working toward. Let's get into today's episode. Thought leader and your host, Carrie Richardson. My name is Carrie Richardson, and with me today is Ryan Grimes. Thank you for having me, Carrie. It's always a pleasure. I love catching up when we get the opportunity. Ryan, tell us about how you started and where you are today. We started my IT&D back in 2004 when we got the great idea to move to a completely different state. Neither one of us had jobs because I was starting a company, and you could get a mortgage with no job. And we survived through that chaos and have been growing steadily. My ID has been around since 2004. And in the last three or four years, we decided to become serious about growing it because at some point, I'm not going to want to do this anymore. And I, I want to grow something special to a lot of people. So we decided to invest in marketing, sales, processes, and very quickly realized that it's hard and it takes a lot of work. And I'm not very good at some of it. So <laughs> we have been working through those issues in the last three years, and it's made a gigantic difference in our company. 2023 was our best year ever, and 2024 is shaping to beat that. Fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. If you're interested in sales, process, marketing, and strategy, that's pretty much everything we've got on offer well, today. The great thing is we started off with marketing. We do outsource our marketing and it's not done for you. It's done with you. So we've been working with them for about three years and marketing is hard because like, like, like I tell people, we're not selling pizza and ice cream. We're selling stuff that people need, but they don't necessarily want at times. So we have to get beyond that hesitation and show them how we can actually make them better. And that's part of the marketing process. We've done a lot of work. We've done YouTube videos. We've done uh, list building um, all over LinkedIn because that's what the, that, the social media platform where the adults hang out, I say. And, you know, we've just been consistent. A am I consistent every single day? No. Am I consistent over a month? Yes. So we've done all these things that we can then reference back to when we're talking to prospects. Oh, hey, do you know I did a hundred YouTube videos on business technology? Are they going to, you know, do they compete with Star Wars or like Jurassic Park for special or for being amazing? No, but there are videos that talk about what's important in business technology. And it, it allows us to really showcase how we help clients and what we've done for them. Like we've got customer success stories. Those are huge. Oh, hey, you're a law firm. Great. Here's three law firms we've helped out with their technology. And like, oh, okay. We know them. Like we really want what they got. And it, it just, it's this the snowball going downhill, it just builds and builds and builds and builds. So we worked on our marketing and then we realized our sales process was complete garbage too because, oh, hey, what do we do next? Oh God, we got to build this. So then we worked on our sales process uh, to get that fixed up and to, to get that into an actual process. 
So that was a thing we had to do. So tell me, are you measuring any KPIs when it comes to the marketing process that you're following now? You said you'd created a hundred YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. What is your barometer for, Hey, this is helping our marketing. How do you know whether or not YouTube videos are helping your business? We start every engagement with an initial conversation. We tell them about us because they want to know about us. And then we ask them what they're looking for. And then we say, Oh yeah, we've done over a hundred YouTube videos about this very thing. And they're like, really? Oh yeah, here's a link to it. And it's part of our sales process. It falls more into sales than marketing because the marketing side is great. Well, we'll reference one or two videos, but mm -hmm. the sales process really where we hammered in. Oh yeah, we've got way more than that. Like we've literally written the book on doing this and here's proof, right? Because that's what you want to show mm -hmm. them as part of the process is that you not only can you know say things, but you can actually back them up with doing those things. So in terms of measuring KPIs, it, I will admit it's hard because at times I am not a process person. Let's just get that out in front here. That's my weak spot. But our marketing team is fantastic and they show us engagement on the emails. They show us engagement on social media. They show us engagement on with the marketing platforms. So there is some metrics in there. There are some KPIs in there. As far as I know, we're meeting them. We're growing and we are getting as much business as we can handle right now. Yes, it's working, but as part of what we need to do is to know how to those things measure better versus when we get more mature, somebody else can do that. I am not the process person. I will admit it. Once you start talking numbers and KPIs, I'm like, yeah, those are, we have them. We definitely have them. <laughs> but you're not looking at them. I, I look at them when someone reads them to me. I am very good at the sales and prospecting and the marketing side of things. Getting the actual looking at the numbers, I work very hard on, but my brain is not wired that way. I think that there are people that would be very happy to be somebody that was excited about the idea of talking to people every day, excited about the idea of sitting down in a sales meeting. I think a lot of IT providers are the exact opposite. They are very process driven, but when it comes to applying that process in the sales and marketing arena, they struggle a little bit. So you're, you've got a little bit of a leg up there having a natural enjoyment of the sales and marketing process. Absolutely. You are a hundred percent accurate because every MSP I talk to that's struggling thinks that the tools make the man and it doesn't. It's literally not that. It's the results and it's getting out there because you could be the smartest IT guy in the known universe. You could know everything about Microsoft 365 by like the back of your hand and nobody's going to care because they don't know you're out there. Yeah. Uh, nobody wants to work with the number two managed services provider <laughs> in Indianapolis. So that is correct. Yes, that is very correct. And I, I'm just, I, I'm one of those, I call it a a battery run extrovert, which means like I, I'm great for doing a lot of these things. I would go out, I'll meet people. Then I'm like, I'm done. My battery's done and I got to recharge. And then I'll, I'll be the introvert for a little bit, but then I'll go back out and I'll just go meet people. We'll do networking in person. We'll talk about the, we'll do podcasts. We'll do LinkedIn lives. We'll talk about all these things and we'll definitely network, which is very hard for a lot of IT providers to do because we're so tied up in the tools and the support process but we're not, they're not building the business side of it so that they need the tools in the process. 
I don't um, see a lot we, of people we love their product. replacing systems. Do you? So we migrated to Synchro and it probably took us three months of daily labor to get things moved over and built and to get things done. And honestly, Synchro was fantastic. Like Hana, our rep was fantastic. Like she walked me through everything. She was available if I had any questions. I'm like, hey, how do like I'm an idiot? Where did this go? I'm very happy with them. It would take a lot for me to do it again. It worked. It's a great product. Is it perfect? No, but nothing is. But it does a lot of things very well that help my company out. All right, so you're good there. Let's talk about strategy. What are your options? Oh my goodness. Like I said before, I am not a process person. In fact, my I had a personality test run and it basically is like, I think that process is great just for other people. It's <laughs> just not for me. <laughs> so we really need, and we've got great process. Don't get me wrong. We've got things in line, but as our clients grow and get bigger, we need to rise to meet their needs. And as things become more complicated in our industry, because nothing ever gets simpler, we need to rise to the occasion as well. So we need better ways of doing things. In terms of process, yeah, we continually review everything we do internally as well as externally. So we constantly do vendor reviews, internal process reviews, documentation reviews, which is very important because if you don't know what you're doing and don't know what you're doing poorly, how can you get better? So we do that, but now it's time to put, to, to, to bring somebody on staff that does that for us or to helps us with that. Because as I get more and more into sales and marketing, uh, which I enjoy doing and I'm really good at, I want someone else to move into that gap that's being formed as we grow and expand and really run with it. Project management, uh, utilization, all, all those things that give me the hives to think about, to manage. Somebody's good at that stuff. So we need to find someone who's good at that and have them run with it. we got some a pretty solid prospects that we're talking to about that. So yes, process, strategy. I'm the visionary of the company. Like I know where I want us to go. I'm the bus driver. I want people that can change the tires, put gas in it, make sure everything's great all while we're driving forward. We all, we used to compare it to like flying the airplane, but you're building the landing gear. Yep. You got to hurry up. It's going to land eventually, whether you're ready or not. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, this is, that's our industry, right? It's hard. Like it is not an industry for everybody. Like a lot of, when we've interviewed, we interviewed internal IT people and they're just like, wait, you do what? Like how many things are you responsible? No, I can't do that. There's no way that's possible. Yeah, it is. It's literally running and gunning at all times. I think that there's a lot, you can learn a lot working at an MSP. I think that yeah. would be true of any vastly different sized organization as well. A 10 person company, everybody's doing a little bit of everything. And a 500 person company, you have a very specific subset of things that you do and you don't really venture into the other places. Exactly. A lot of people we interviewed had enterprise level IT experience. And uh, I'm holding up air quotes there for anyone listening, but it's, they were in Azure AD or Entra ID now, adding and removing users and assigning them to the groups. Like that's all they did for their entire job, 40 hours a week. I was like, yeah, that's not what we do in any way, shape or form. No, I could see how that would be challenging. And I wish you a lot of success finding that operational person or the integrator to your visionary. So you're using EOS language or do you follow EOS? I would say I've seen the book and that's, uh, last time we talked about gap sales, 
And I'm like, again, I'd seen the book. I knew the concepts. I had done the things. I just didn't know the, I, I, I didn't know I was doing it, but we mm-hmm. are looking into getting better. And I'm hoping that someone can bring some of that to us because I am totally not a process person, but I understand that we need one. I can speak from uh, experience. The only reason we survived the pandemic is EOS changed how we looked at my business, the numbers that we measured, the things that I thought were important. Hard things are hard. And I get it. Like I, you only grow when you're outside your comfort zone. And I've been living there for like a year and a half on the sales and marketing side, just building this up and making things happen. So it's probably time to, to grow up a little bit was it like 88% of all MSPs are under a million in revenue? Just they're so small. They never get out of their own way to grow. And I'm like, I I don't want to be small anymore. Like I I want us to grow at the same time. I want us to be good and do all the things that, you know, we did to get us to this point and not be the MSP that loses clients because we forget about them or we haven't taken care of them. That's important to our core. And that's been our company Mm -hmm. culture since day one. It's a very different job. There aren't any telemarketing emergencies, right? Like everything's closed now on the East Coast and that's it. Go home and I'll see you in the morning and don't think about it again. Yeah. It's not that way for MSPs. And I finally understood why can't anyone return a phone call? Why can't you guys just show up to your meetings on time? And I was like, oh, because everything just freaking explodes every day. Great. Fantastic. Pretty Love much. It. That's our lives we try to minimize that. And I think that things have gotten better. I actually like doing this stuff. Like I don't do it because I, we feel the need. We've got so many things going on, so many fires to put out like other MSPs, but I, we have a lot of things to do quotes to get out the door, people to onboard things to improve upon in our internal processes as well that I have the time to do now. So we can actually do the sales and marketing. I understand that completely. One of the things I've learned is to take opportunities and make the absolute most of them you can. So part of what we're going to do is we're going to actually, again, hire people to you know, take the process side. I want to get our processes down pat. I want our sales process is good. Our marketing is good. Our onboarding is good. Our support stuff is good, but I want to know how to make them better, right? Because we have to continually review and improve upon all those things in our business. Processes for everything. Yes, I will engage in the processes. <laughs> I will do them because I know that's going to make us better. <laughs> We're getting a mature business, uh, maturing our business overall, learning how to, I, it sounds simple, but doing things better is actually a very complicated thing. How can we take more things off of my plate and how do we get the right people in the right in front of the right tasks? How do we do personality, make, making sure that the people we're looking at hiring are the best people for the job? How can we make sure that our our platforms are where they need to be? Because like we've we were talking about earlier, like everything's changed. Like I'll log into Microsoft, be like, I don't even know what this is anymore. Like, what the heck is going on? So I again I want to get that off my plate. I want to get better sales process, better marketing process. Because again, we're doing a good job, but we can do it better. And I want someone's professional opinion on our website because I know our SEO sucks. I want to get our processes done for sales. Is this truly doing what I think it's going to do? Because could we get more leads? Could we get a higher conversion rate? Could we get these things? Okay, I want someone to tell me, I want them to walk through our marketing and our sales process, tell me exactly what I'm doing wrong in all those areas to maximize the effectiveness of those things. Because 
I'm doing them. They're done with a marketing company for us. I did our sales process, but again, I'm one person. I'm not the expert. I don't have to like the fish. I have to, or I don't have to like the bait. I have to like the fish, right? So I need to figure out what I'm doing. I want to make sure my messaging is consistent. It's on point. I want to make sure that our, that the marketing is effective as leading to the sales. They're closing the sales properly. We're onboarding them properly. The experience is great. How can we make that experience better? What are some key takeaways that we can learn to improve that onboarding process to make them say, this was the best God bless decision we've ever made in our entire lives was going with Ryan and my IT and D and then continuing that through the support process. Because once you're done with the professional services side, then the support side has to take over. Okay, great. How can we make that better? Like, how can we have a good balance between excellent customer support and getting the data we need to make sure we're doing that? Because those aren't necessarily the same things. Like tickets suck. Nobody likes to do tickets, but tickets get you the metrics we need, but they're not providing a great experience for the customer. So how do we improve that area of our business? It's all about making us all better. And that's my focus. And we work with great, we work with great companies. We don't take on companies that we don't get along with. And that's a gut thing. That's not necessarily a metrics thing, right? You get that gut feeling. Of, yeah, I don't want to work with this person. And we've actually stopped an onboarding because it just, it was going poorly. So our clients are great. I want more of them. I want to make this thing just happen and happen and then keep our staff happy. Know what's going on with everybody, including from our clients to our, to our technicians and our support staff and everybody. And I want to know how to make all this work better. I want to thank you for sharing a little bit about what's going on at MyIT Indy and the things that you're trying to achieve. I will look forward to celebrating milestones with you mm-hmm. this time next year when we do our next podcast. <laughs> so maybe I'll be on yours next. Are you uh, hosting a podcast now? That's one of the things I want to get back to because I did it. And then I ran out of time because got to juggle chainsaws. And I, that's one of the things I want to get back to is the business podcast and the LinkedIn lives and stuff like that, because that's what I enjoy doing. I don't enjoy mm-hmm. doing Excel spreadsheets, Gary. I don't enjoy that. <laughs> we saw a huge opportunity for podcasts in the market. And instead of trying to get a large audience for podcasts, what we do is invite your prospects to be on your podcast. So you get an hour of conversation with them before the podcast, you get a conversation with them on the podcast, and then we enable them to promote themselves using the materials that you create for your podcast. If you're going to start a podcast again, I would highly encourage you to use it in a way that allowed you to prospect for new business at the same time. You have my attention. (laughs) I'll send you a marketing brochure. Sweet. All right. Well, thank you, Ryan, and uh, good luck. Thank you very much, Carrie. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks. You've been listening to Win with Richardson and Richardson. What's important now? We're so glad you've joined us and know you're one step closer to winning big in your business too. We'd love to connect with you outside of the show. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to connect at rnr.consulting. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast so you'll easily know when new episodes are available. Until next time, you can win, and we're here to help.